Work Matters is brought to you by the National Trades Union Congress, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the fourth episode of Work Matters. I'm Ryan Huang. Today we dive into the importance of training for employment and employability. Now, it's no secret that those with better skills are more attractive to prospective employers. But in the same vein, talent development too is one area that many high potential employees value when it comes to growing in their careers. So for a deeper look into how employers and employees alike can tap on training and upskilling as their secret weapon in the tight labour market currently, we're joined by Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General of the National Trades Union Congress. Good morning, Patrick. Yeah, good morning, everyone. And also we have with us, Norfell Marika, Assistant Manager of Novity, a company providing tech solutions for FMB services. Norfell, thanks for joining us as well. Thank you. All right, Patrick, let's start with you. So diving straight into what we're seeing right now, we are looking at quite a few advances in technology, leaps and bounds, lots, lots of things like ChatGPT, AI. People are trying to grapple with all these changes. So given all these advances, what do you say are the most relevant skills today? Yeah, I think given technological advancements, uh, we're looking at digital skills forming the bedrock. I mean, very, very important. And skills uh, that individuals can have to use technology to the best of their advantage. And uh, in fact, NTUC strategy team as well as our NTUC Learning Hub had come together not too long ago recently uh, in coming up with a deep research into what are the skills that employers look out for and they're in demand. And in particular, in this, what we call the Continuing Education and Training Report, which I've shared on my LinkedIn as well, <laughs> that the top five transferable skills uh, sought after by business leaders, uh, we surveyed far and wide, different sectors and different levels of hierarchy. But the top five transferable skills are, number one, adaptability, and number two, customer orientation, number three, communication, Number four, problem solving. And the fifth one is actually collaboration. So I think these five characteristics or skills, I would say, uh, form uh, very, very critical skills that employers look out for in employees. And these soft skills can serve like a foundation for individuals to really tap on the necessary technology as well as the advancements uh, and including machinery, robotics, etc. And even machine learning and now with artificial intelligence. So I think uh, these uh, form a very, very important basic skills so because like with emerging technologies like generative AI, uh, which can assist in various tasks, very, very important to take note that all these new technologies and artificial intelligence is not here to replace humans. But I think the, the, more importantly, to augment all of us. And of course, well, the human skill and judgment still very, very important because it's the ability to utilize and, and apply these AI technologies and tools that requires human expertise. Yeah, I can imagine how those five skills can be very relevant in today's workplace where you're trying to connect the dots and work with one another to make sense of the data as well. Now, Nofel, you went through quite a journey, a 360 career conversion. So you used to work at a money exchange in Budok. Now you're managing clients for a food services tech company. So tell us about the process. How do you figure out that tech is the way to go when you wanted to develop into the next stage of a career? So the interest was always there. So during COVID period, what I did was I enrolled myself in the tech courses, specifically cybersecurity, cloud computing, and uh, critical thinking and problem solving. So once those courses uh, finished, you know, I kind of uh, affirmed myself like this is what I want to do and this is what I want to switch to. So I actively started looking for junior roles, you know, you know, you don't have that credential, so straight away junior roles and I chanced upon novelty. 
and I got through through the E2I career program. Mm. And yeah, I'm here today. After and along the way, you had two mentors to guide you through this journey. So what was the biggest mindset shift you had made on this journey? Yeah, uh, correct. I had two great mentors, uh, Benjamin and Andrew from Novelty. So they guided me, they structured my learning program throughout and make sure it inclined towards a more practical knowledge sense. And while I was on the ground, I was learning while, you know, with the job and, and on the job. You know, it kind of improved my entire switching a bit more easier and uh, getting up to speed. So in terms of uh, if you talk about mindsets, uh, you know, you are starting something new, you are from like your junior level, you will tend to have this uh, imposter syndrome, mm. if I could say. Yeah. So you need to, you know, adapt, you know, adapt to the environment, the fast moving environment that you are switching to. And yeah, every, basically everyone starts from somewhere. And yeah. that's how I started. I'm going to hear you had a support system in place to the two mentors at least. Yeah, correct. So that's quite important. So Patrick, talking about support, when it comes to training, right, I hear a lot of stories about how it's quite difficult for especially smaller companies to spare the time uh, and the workers to go for training. So let's talk about that challenge. Are there specific avenues that employees can turn to upskill themselves outside of work? And how do you then translate that to make sure it counts back in the office as a way to convince you know, employers that, hey, this is meaningful for them to go for training and then this is going to translate to long-term gains for your company. Yeah, I think employers need to view training of the workforce as, a, as an imperative. Particularly in this day and age, I think uh, when businesses want to do well, uh, you know, with proper training of their employees and staff, uh, it will lead to higher productivity, higher level of uh, you know, employee engagement, profitability, and of course, a stronger company culture and, and so on. So, so actually, the workforce drives the business's engines. So it's very, very important for training to be top of their minds, particularly for employers. Mm. And uh, well, individuals too must have ownership, adaptability and the spirit of lifelong learning. I think very important you know, for individual initiative training over and above employers supported, which is you know, how we fund skills acquisition and training here in Singapore. Employer supported as well as individual initiated. And I recall vividly, you know, during earlier this year's budget speech and the debate as well as committee of supply, myself talking about, you know, can we use, for example, our skills future credits with mm. all of us get for, for example, career coaching services so that we can really not just go for any training, but go for skills that are in demand and which are skills that we need to help us raise our chances of employment employability. And maybe some practical handles what individuals can do. I think there are a few practical handles to seek out and embark on training, particularly if their bosses or employers don't support. I think there are a few ways. Of course, firstly, most importantly, if you are an employee, you know, talk to your employer. You know, what would be useful? What should I undertake? And of course, there are other channels and avenues as well. For example, like signing up with the career coaching services to E2I. Mm, E2I. So the various career uh, development guidance services that we have. And, and through that, you can do a self-assessment and, and to, to see where are the, uh, what are your goals and what are the skills you need to, to bridge those gaps to achieve those goals, uh, career goals. And of course, uh, the labour movement has also provided a whole uh, series of uh, support measures. For example, like if you're a union member, you get our UTEP funding year on year, every year topped up. You have the NTC Learning Hub's uh, LXP, which is sort of like an on-the-go learning platform uh, through a mobile app. And of course, all of us have our skills future yes. uh, credits, 
which I hope everyone uh, makes an effort to tap on it. And finally, the various workforce skills qualification programs, they are available and heavily funded. Mm, so lots of programs out there. You just have to look. So on the issue of training, if you need support with upskilling, NTUC is one of the key avenues you can turn to. Work Matters is brought to you by the National Trades Union Congress. Get more support as you work, live and play with NTUC membership at only 32 cents per day. Download the MyNTUC app to sign up now and receive 2,000 link points. All right, if you've just joined us, we are in conversation with Norfell Marika. He is the Assistant Manager of Novity, a company providing tech solutions for FMB services. And Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General of the National Trades Union Congress on an exclusive series celebrating our workers' contributions. Now, Patrick, we're talking about support for getting people to go for training. And there is this balance that employers need to do when it comes to getting people to the training centres and getting the skills being upgraded. So what are some of the measures you think could help? Would some form of training leave be meaningful or helpful in that sense to encourage this to happen for more people to consider upskilling? Yeah, because uh, in our CT report, which I alluded to earlier, I think 54% of business leaders believe that employers play the most important role when it comes to training and skills upgrading. However, they, they, they shared the different challenges, for example, the high financial costs involved, difficulty in identifying the relevant course and workshop, as well as difficulty in matching employees to training. But I think more importantly, I think employers need to look beyond costs. I think very, very important because in the CET report, which I shared earlier, a majority of business leaders observe positive changes in their workers' post-training. It includes enhanced knowledge, able to do additional or even greater job responsibilities and, and better work performance in general. So I think uh, you know, for employers who are not too sure and, and may need a leg up, can tap on NTUC's training and placement ecosystem. We have a whole suite of services and support mm-hmm. mechanisms to accompany and, and walk that journey with companies as well as uh, their employees. And the trade union as well as the union leaders also play a very, very important role in supporting this entire initiative as well. Because uh, I think government has given the labour movement a big uh, pot of grants, uh, what we call the CTC grant or Company Training Committee grants, which they can tap on. And over and above that, a whole suite of services, including the one that Navel shared earlier about you know, career conversion programmes. I think we offer employers salaries, subsidy support as well as structured training guidance. Yeah. So companies can tap on a more diverse uh, talent pool. And on your point on training leave, yes, we have advocated, you know, because one of the biggest impediments uh, when employers want or employees want to undergo training is they don't have the necessary leave, particularly if they are in a smaller organisation. Um, but I think this one area which we hope to, uh, to see some tripartite support I think most employers do give training leave, but there may be some who fall through the cracks. And I think important for us to, to provide a, a great ecosystem so that uh, you know, employees, even on their own initiative, can undergo uh, skills training and upgrading. Mm. And that's very, very important. And Nofel, you got some support from Novity in terms of um, encouraging you to go for training. Mm-hmm. And this is you know, a very interesting journey for you because you came from a background of a money exchange business and now in FMB tech. So along the way, you got more skills on board your portfolio. Walk us through what were some of the benefits that brought you? What were some of the skills picked up along the way? In terms of the skills and benefits that I got through this uh, entire process, 
you know, I was able to learn things like company strategy and then how we can expand overseas and things like that. And on top, you know, I was able to transit quicker into the industry. Mm. That was very important for me. And, you know, it kind of made me align better with the company's interests and goals. Okay, what would you say to younger people who might be interested in going for training or upskilling that night, not necessarily be related to what they're doing right now? Is that going to be beneficial for them to look at stuff they might want to explore outside of their current skill sets? I will talk about advice to younger people. I'm not that old either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in terms of career transitions and upskilling, you know, it will involve a lot of challenges and setbacks. You know, you, you kind of uh, need to persevere through, you know, embrace change, basically. Okay. Yeah, embrace change and, you know, being resilient throughout the entire process that you are going through. See through... Uh, setbacks as opportunities. Alright, so embrace change, disrupt yourself before you get disrupted, I guess will be a message to take away. Well, thank you so much for your time today, gentlemen, for your insights. We've been speaking with Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General of NTUC and Nofel Marika, Assistant Manager of Novity. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Work Matters is brought to you by the National Trades Union Congress, an exclusive series celebrating our workers' contributions. Only on Money FM 89.3.